It is October 12th. Welcome to the A Show. Oh, awesome Matthew Show. My name is BK. What's going on? Oh, wow. What a phenomenal night for the uh, start of the uh, NHL season tonight uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. If you haven't heard, if you've been, if you haven't following, you know, the hockey for the last, I don't know, four hours or so. Austin Matthews is the number one overall pick for the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, in 2016 draft to score four goals in his very first NHL game tonight, which has never been done before. Wow. But, uh, you know, as always, the Leafs lost 5-4 uh, to four to the Ottawa Senators <laughs> to kick off the season. Oh, God. But, God damn, I, I don't know what AA was going to stand for tonight. I was going to say, I don't know, after Austria, but... Wow, all Austin, Austin Matthews, Austin 316. He, you know, the bottom line that says he just scored four fucking goals on his debut. So now, you know, there are 82 games in the season. So let's see how many 82. He's on pace for 328 goals. And the record for the season is, I believe, 92 by Wayne Gretzky. Let's see, most goals in NHL season. Wayne Gretzky, 92, 81-82 season. And then the, he holds the next most goals too, 87 and 83, 84 season. God damn. So, uh, yeah, Leafs are hopeless, but uh, at least their number one overall pick seems like the future, you know. And then uh, he should have been on the Team USA you know, during the World Cup of Hockey, uh, which nobody, at least in U.S., cared about. I, I certainly didn't care. I was too busy with college football and other things in life, you know. But, um, wow, as a, as a Leafs fan, a bit of a Toronto talk, but... Uh, God damn, this is an exciting start. The future is bright. Mitch Marner, the other guy, was pretty good too. Zach Hyman, the former Michigan Wolverine right there. He's been, uh, I guess it was pretty good. I didn't watch the game, but I was just following it on the ticker and then the game cast and all that. So, way to go. Way to go, Austin. Congratulations. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure we're going to start selling, uh, well, well, we're going to start buying Austin 316 t-shirt. By the way, if you're, if you're not familiar, his name is spelled Austin, Austin which is A-U-S-T-O-N, not Austin, like Steve Austin. So, I don't know, maybe WWE might have to license the t-shirt, but who the hell knows. But, um, yeah, so a uh, bit of a disclaimer, two minutes into this. Uh, I'm a little bit buzzed, uh, you know, as we, I don't know, I tried to do this last week when we when we had the uh, Austria-Germany trip. We tried, we wanted to relax and have a few beers, you know, with a couple of folks, Maurice and Tommy. We're in Prague right now. Hope you're in rap by this point. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we ended up drinking too much and we just passed out on the jet lag and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to keep this going. You know, a uh, little bit about Polliner. Polliner? Uh, the German beer that I bought from Whole Foods. It was just eleven ninety nine for a six-pack. Jesus, it's unbelievable. It's like $3 in Germany, but I, I had to pay $12 for six bottles. And I just finished three of them. Um, on an empty stomach, and uh, because I was working out, I usually don't eat dinner, which I guess is a mistake. But uh, speaking of which, on an empty stomach in the uh, afternoon, I, I usually work out at like five, six in the evening, um, just after coming back from work. Today, um, that well, actually, the last couple of days, there's this old dude who's been working in there, working out in there. You know, on a treadmill or some shit. Really old dude. I think he's in his seventies or sixties. Uh, he has a grizzly white hair. Uh, Chinese dude. But uh, I, I, I usually what I do in my workout routine is probably like thirty, thirty-five minutes cardio, just run, elliptical, or the 
cross trainer, which is kind of like a stairmaster, and then uh, followed by if it's a leg day, do the legs. Uh, if it's arms, do the arms, shoulders, whatever, chest, you know, all that stuff. But um, today I I, I noticed that the, this old dude in the, in our condo gym started like talking really loud on his phone. Um, yeah, I understand that he's an old dude, so his ears are bad. But then again, I have I have ears of a fucking fifty year old construction worker, you know. You know, listening to the music really loud, and as you can probably see from or hear from the level of volume that I'm speaking right now, so uh, so my ears are pretty bad. And but you know, I I have my headset on and I'm just running and just being on the stairmaster. But this this motherfucker speaks so fucking loud. So I I was just like, God damn! I I I fully amplify the volume on my headset right here within my Gear Icon X. You know, with my iPhone, and then I I can still hear him while I'm running. So I I, I just gave up after ten minutes. I was like, fuck it, hundred hundred and twenty calories. Fuck this. I like I can't I can't concentrate and listen to music or podcast, whatever I'm listening to, and then just get away from things for a bit. You know, just trying to burn some calories. So I just walked out after ten minutes. But this guy was fucking talking so loud on his phone. He sounded angry. Like I don't know whatever fucking his investment he was doing. You know, was I, I don't fucking know. Like a real estate deal gone sour. Whatever seat fund, you know, he was having, his retirement fund is going bad. I don't fucking know. But I, I think it's very fucking rude if you have if you're in a gym and then you're working out and you see someone else present and you fucking talk out loud. You know, he was on the treadmill for five minutes and the next five minutes for the ten minutes I was there, he went to the one of the what was it the lab machine, but he wasn't using it. He just sat there. I wanted to use a lab machine today, and then this motherfucker talked so loud, and I just walked out today. Yesterday he was so damn quiet, and then I was doing my own thing. I was like, "Oh fuck it!" And then I came back to my, you know, place. I have some free weights lying around with a mat, so I just like started lifting and you know, doing some bicep curls and all that. I don't want to sound like a fucking fitness bro because I'm not. I'm, I, I'm still working on it, but I'm like, God damn, I want. I had a certain routine I wanted to do today, given that. You know, I was in Europe for a week and I didn't work out except for one day that I wanted to just I I just ran and then started lifting weights just to stay up on a Tuesday about a week ago. So yeah, it kind of ruined my routine. So I was a little mad. I, I'm a little pissed and I said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna drink some alcohol." So that's what happened. But uh, yeah, and I originally I wanted to call this sh- uh, AA show the uh, After Austria. I just wanted to give a bit of a postmortem, given the uh, train wreck of uh, three guys just talking shit the last week. But um, so uh, just to wrap it up, so just to give a context, uh, I I went to Germany and Austria for a week from October first to October eighth. But really, it's been like four and a half days that I was there because you know. About a day and a half was spent in, uh, you know, just traveling, flying in general. Um, so I left Saturday, the October first, in the morning here in Seattle, and then I reached uh, Munich. I was in DC first, a Saturday afternoon, and then I reached uh, Munich uh, Sunday morning time over there by like eight o'clock in the morning. And then the first thing we did was uh, we went to the the cow, the chow, uh, uh, the concentration camp. What a way to start the fucking trip, uh, going to a concentration camp. Um, and then we, we, you know, you know, the Germans are pretty open about, you know, teaching their history and then the bad parts of their, you know, uh, you know, discrimination and then the genocide that they caused. It was uh, pretty creepy, but a uh, very, uh, very telling uh, tour we did. And then we looked at a couple other castles a couple hours away from there. 
We came at the we came back to Munich. Went to the last day day of the Oktoberfest on October third, a Monday,、uh, which is also the、uh, German holiday, national holiday, which is a Unity Day. Um, and uh, uh, the fucking Oktoberfest,、uh, as we mentioned in the last episode, is pretty awesome. Uh, but uh, I wish I was there for more sessions and go like two three times like many other folks do. And then on Tuesday we went. We, it was a general hangout in Munich. You know, we went to the BMW headquarters in the museum. Saw different cars, and we didn't get to go to other German car companies, you know, because they're in Stuttgart, which is about two and a half away、uh, hours away from Munich. It's like Seattle to Portland distance. But、uh, you know what? Next time I go back to Germany, I definitely want to check out like Porsche and Mercedes Museum in Stuttgart because the、uh, BMW one is fucking awesome. So I can't imagine what it's like in the Mer- Mercedes, the company that invented the car, and then Porsche, one of the best performing cars in the world. See what it's like. And then、uh, we moved to Salzburg Wednesday, and then、uh, you know did the walking tour. You know Salzburg, if you don't know, that's where the Mozart was born. Mozart doesn't have his own grave because he died poor, and then he died in a common、uh, grave during the time of plague. And then、uh, we saw the graves of the、uh, Mozart's parents, which I、uh, Instagram story then said the original football p- or hockey parent. You know the one that pressured the child to do be the great、uh, musician or something. Uh, Anna Marie, the sister of Mozart, who's also a great、uh, genius of a musician, but because she's a woman,、uh, she didn't get the spotlight that、uh, she deserved. We couldn't find her grave, but it, it's somewhere in Salzburg. And then Chache、uh, Tort,、uh, which is one of the most famous、uh, chocolate cakes in the world,、uh, which you know, like people like Queen Elizabeth the、uh, Second and other world leaders come in. You know, taste at a、uh, Chache Hotel.、Uh, we tasted that. I didn't know we were gonna visit there. I didn't know what it was until I got there. I was like, God damn! Is uh, I didn't get a、uh, Chache tour because、uh, someone else got it. But um, I got I got some pancakes, and it's one of the best pancakes I've ever had. Although on the Snapchat, I just joked and say, you know, I hop had it better. But uh, well, it was it wasn't one of the best pancakes I've ever had in my life. Um, from then on, we went to Vienna. You know, the Wednesday night、uh, was pretty late.、Uh, we walked about twenty miles that night,、uh, or that day, as a general. And then、uh, we had the schnitzel, which is one of the famous dishes in Germany and Austria.、Uh, Thursday,、uh, we met a met a we met a one of our friends,、uh, Dad's friend, who gave us a really long tour about Vienna, we, which we talked about in the last episode. Friday was a bit of a free free day、uh, outside the、uh, lunch appointment we had with、uh, one of the. Michelin, Michelin. I I don't know how to fucking say that word. Michelin is a fucking tire star restaurant, which is uh, what was the place called? Styrex, Styrex. Oh God, I can't fucking say this. Styrex, Styrex in Imp Park, uh, in Vienna, and they have the Viennese food, uh, that, and uh, it's like a hundred euros per、uh, lunch course. Uh, I I I gotta say, it's one of the best food I've ever had. Best ciabatta bread I ever had. I had pigeon for the、uh, main dish for lunch, and, and、uh, if you don't, if you haven't tasted the pigeon, it tastes like a fucking beef, not any other <laughs> bird that you usually taste. And I was making a joke because we were looking outside the park. This restaurant is in the middle of a public park,、uh, so it doesn't look like a fucking chache、uh, rich place. But、um, you know,、uh, I, there were some homeless people outside the park, you know, which is one thing we noticed when we moved from Germany to Austria. There were like a lot of homeless people. Um and then I saw a couple pigeons and then they disappeared and I joke with the waiter like you know ah、uh, you you know this is the most artisanal、uh, fresh pigeon I ever had because I just saw two pigeons and I haven't seen them the last ten minutes or whatever、so、they're fresh right and then like the guy just like laughed <laughs> and then、uh, you know and then the pigeon was delicious I highly recommend it they give every single part of the pigeon 
you know and then america should think about this because uh, america doesn't have diversity when it comes to meat you know chicken beef uh pork that's about it you know no peking duck no rabbit no pigeon none of that shit i mean there's turkey but turkey's fucking disgusting and dry so and then uh even the birds parts that or the animal parts that they eat you know like there's veal you know try to veal you know, there's like but one of the dishes had a calf brain and then like oh my god how could you eat a brain but like, ah, you know what i admit it was fucking delicious and pigeon i didn't just eat the wings and the fucking breast you know meat there they gave it like other intestine polish which is uh dipped in other sauce and all that you know it sounds disgusting but if you taste it it's pretty fucking good no wonder it's one of the best restaurants in the world like top three in the world and it used to be number one for a while until other stuff popped up so you know what don't judge the meat by its whatever cover whether it's a pigeon koala whatever it, you know food's a food you know we're all animals here right so anyway um after that we had a bit of a free afternoon you know on a friday in vienna and then uh, i just i didn't buy anything you know i i just bought a whole bunch of starbucks uh you know mugs and then just brought that back i bought some in germany too um yeah and then uh, europe in general i like i said the last time you know uh in the you know the debate recap and all that number one uh americans are fat i just realized that and then the people are generally cool open bottle everybody smokes um whether you agree or disagree and then um you know it's just uh you know, I, I realized this after this European trip, although I just went to two countries. I, this is the first time I've been in Europe, you know. So Germany is a country of mechanical engineering majors. Austria is a country full of music and arts majors. Greece is a country full of philosophy majors. France is full of majors from uh, fucking cuisine, art, cooking school. Uh, England, probably just bank because their food sucks, you know, but they have a lot of money. You know, Spain, physical education, kinesiology, maybe, wine, you know, I don't know, something like that. <laughs> so, and, uh, you know, it, it's a lot of fun. I, I wish, I, I left, we left, uh, you know, other folks that are on the trip. I just joined for the first week. They went to uh, Budapest uh, Saturday morning, but um, I, I, I came back here in Seattle, you know, uh, Saturday morning, like 6 in the morning. I, I wish I, I, I had time to spend, you know, another couple of days there, you know, just for the weekend in Vienna. It, it, it was a lot of fun. Oh, we also saw Ray Chan, uh, one of the famous uh, Taiwanese violinist, violinist uh, the Friday night. So um, that was pretty cool, although it was just a standing room only for two and a half hours for five euros. And all the old folks who were paying 21 or above euros, you know, 80 euros or some shit, you know, are, are sitting in front, sitting down. But, uh, yeah, poor folks, you know. And then... Uh, yeah, and a lot of a lot of tourists in many of these spots. A lot of Chinese money thrown around out there, like you know, in the Austrian palace where the parking spot says CD. And then we asked what the fuck CD stands for. It, it, apparently, in a, one of the Austria palaces, it's like, oh, it's uh where the ambassador family lives. It's not an embassy, but it's where the embassy resident ambassador residence is. And they're like, what does CD stand for? It's a Chinese delegate. It's like, what the fuck, like. You just bought a piece of a historical land in Austria? Like, yeah. And I, and my guess at the time was like, I, I'm sure they try to buy some piece of land in like fucking Buckingham Palace or Versailles or some shit. But then like England and France said no, no. And then uh, they said, fuck it, we'll go to Austria and we'll buy a piece of a pa palace there in Austria. You know, being a country and a lot of discomfort. You know, what's the fucking word? I don't know. They 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 have a weird fucking history. You know, Napoleon took them and then went you know we're in this comp 
discombobulated. They, you know, Hitler took over. They become a bit of a Nazi sympathizer. They pay for that shit, you know, uh, all that shit. So maybe because of that, eh, you know what, fucking art majors, what do you do? Just sell the land. I don't know. Maybe that's what happened. Oh, uh, by the way, we went to also went to the uh, World Cup qualifying match, uh, Austria versus Wales. In the Vienna's uh, National Stadium uh, on Thursday night, which was pretty uh, fucking cool. Which is also the night that we recorded the uh, Euro Trip episode, the last episode that we posted, which was pretty late. Uh, a lot of Welsh fans, you know, uh, really loud and obnoxious, you know, as usual. It's not a hooligan level, but then, uh, you know, really passionate soccer fans or football football fans that uh, you would imagine. You know, that happened, and we got to see that. Austrian fans, in general, are pretty quiet. You know, Germany's a better soccer country, you know. Uh, so, you know. Uh, but um, the fact that we got to see a very high-caliber uh, World Cup international f- uh, match, uh, not a friendly match, but a competitive match, was uh, pretty cool. We saw, like, Gareth Bale, Joe Allen, and then other Austrian players that are playing in the Premier League and other European leagues around. Because we originally wanted to see Bayern Munich of a Bundesliga, but um, they were on the road when we were in Germany, and also we are in a World Cup qualifier break. So, uh, yeah, we said, fuck it, we'll go to Austria and just watch the Austria, Austrian national team play. And then the, it ended up being a 2-2 draw, well, which was pretty good. Um, some terrible giveaways by the Welsh team. And then Gareth Bale didn't play well. I know he's coming off an injury, although he's been playing the last couple of weeks. Joe Allen scored a goal, and then he got off. And then uh, it was pretty sloppy. The weather was pretty crummy, too, because it was rainy and cloudy. By the way, we, we only had one about uh, two sunny days the entire fucking trip the last week. Salzburg, when we were there Wednesday, it was pretty nice. I didn't have my sunglasses. And then... Uh, the Friday after the Michelin Star restaurant tour we did, uh, it was pretty good. You know, I I don't know. Otherwise, the weather felt like exactly like Seattle. It was like fucking drippy and shit. And then, you know, some folks that I talked to over there said that, you know, one week it's pretty nice and then one week it's pretty bad. And we came in the one bad week. I was like, fuck. But uh, anyway, so it was all right. I, it was the first time I got to experience Europe and it was pretty fucking cool i, I was uh, very fucking happy so i i wish you could i could go back i, I want to go to the Oktoberfest again sometime before i die you know and then experience the different tents about three four times you know uh like many folks do over there so um I, now now i know how europe works and then a fucking subway works and all that so i'm excited i hope the, my friends that i went with are okay you know they're going more east from vienna although i left from there you know they're going to they went to budapest then prague which some lady at whole foods after i came back told me that oh you know her daughter got the fucking robbed in prague two in the morning it's like well first of all two in the morning and then at least you didn't use your passport and all that so whatever um so yeah that, that was a european trip it was pretty fucking awesome and then uh europeans in general i think they're smarter have more common sense they're less fat. Um, I think we should label our, our all our GMO food and then be have less uh, saturated fat, less salt, less sodium, less sugar, you know, all that shit. Cause uh, you know, no matter how much I drank and ate, you know, I I, I maintained about two three pound uh, increase, the usual uh, weekend weight gate, you know, over the week. So I was like, what the fuck? I I ate enough and then I drank enough, but. I still feel fine. And then this is a common thing I hear from, like, people who tra- travel internationally outside the United States. Like, the food sucks in America, you know? But one thing that's good about America and North America in general is the water. And I, I thought some folks are exaggerating when they say, oh, beer is much cheaper, you know, 
there's no point drinking water and then you know what and it actually made fucking sense like you know like beer was way smoother way nicer i'll never look at the beer the same way and then uh you know i i I find it amazing when i came back here and then it's like oh my god they're giving infinite amount of water this is unbelievable uh and then on there's no point drinking tap water so what we did in the hotel room was we just boil the water every night and then put it in our water bottles and put it in the fridge to make it into cold water you know stuff like that another thing cigarettes are and the booze are hella cheap i you know the, the 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 stereotype of europeans is smoking in the cafe that's fucking true you go to starbucks and then the outside seating they have the ashtrays lying around everywhere people are smoking with the kids in front dogs in front don't care don't give a shit there's no fucking 25 feet rule like we do here over here another thing i learned after going to europe uh after we went to the bmws i'm speaking of bmws um it turns out every single bmw driver in the world is a fucking same so there's no language barrier right there. All the Beamer drivers, uh, you know, uh, given that we're in Munich, which is the headquarters of BMW, which if you don't know what BMW fucking stands for, it, it means Bavarian Motor Works. Bavarian is the state or the province that the city Munich is in, in the southeast of uh, Germany. So, yeah, and then everybody fucking revs the same way, cuts off the same way, drives the same way. I noticed this in Germany and Austria, and I go, you know what? BMW drivers are same all around. Just obnoxious, loud, cut off at their mean, think they're the best drivers in the world, not realizing how good the car is when it comes to handling. You know, I do admit BMWs, you know, BMWs or whatever their subsidiary cars they own, like Mini or Rolls Royce or so on and so forth. They're the best handling cars in the world. Like, but you don't have to be a fucking expert to drive that car. It's like the Subaru. Subarus, you know, why are they awesome? Because they're so easy to handle and then they're very responsible and they're steer- steering and all that shit. And same for the Beamers. And then they think they're the fucking elite drivers and take up two fucking parking spots and, you know, grocery store and all that shit. So, you know what? Fuck BMW. The design hasn't changed yet. They charge the same amount of money that they want from fucking Mercedes and Porsche. Fuck you guys. You know, just because the mechanics of the car is so fucking awesome doesn't justify the cost that you give. And it doesn't justify the fucking false ego that these many drivers have. So fuck BMW. I'm not a BMW fan. Although I admit it's one of the best driving cars in the world. And it's the most easiest driving cars in the world. You know, so. But you know what, BMW drivers? Same all around doesn't matter they have no fucking global you know language barrier doesn't matter what race you are doesn't matter what gender you are doesn't matter what your fucking job is doesn't matter where you come from all the bmw drivers are the same so i just wanted to state that um fuck yeah what what i want to talk about that was a bit of a long post-mortem um oh by by the way being in germany i i what i noticed was uh autobahn and all that shit and the last time I said the drivers are really nice and they're really good, you know, driving in Germany. I really missed my car. And then the first thing I did after I came back from the trip was uh, fucking drive my car for a good 40 minutes. I, I don't know. And this is the one thing I've been doing since I got my new car, which I'm not going to say which, uh, about a year ago now. God, I can't believe it's been a year since I got this new car. You know, uh, it's not Beamer given the amount of hate I just gave. Um, and, you know, there, there are things that, like, I like 
doing alone I, you know other than recording this shit although i like having people on the show like, like we did last week um one of the activity i just like randomly do time to time especially in the spring summer is uh, just driving aimlessly alone somewhere for like good half an hour hour and then it's such a stress reliever and another thing i thought about was i while going to the baseball game alone you know i talked about a month ago when the blue jays came here in seattle and it's like oh how the fuck do i find someone to go to a game with on a wednesday afternoon uh yeah that almost happened and then i I actually looked up on google i can't believe i googled this shit one article i saw in the men's health magazine was you know why driving alone with no destination is a good thing the other one it's not men's health magazine i don't know what it was but it's like why you should go to baseball game alone i'm gonna find those articles again because i read them a month ago and then it it was a bit of a i don't know fucking self-convincing to like you know what it's okay to do this alone who the fuck does this Wednesday night or Wednesday afternoon? Nobody's around in the middle of September. And I, I found if you have the right automobile and the right state of mind and the right road condition and the right weather, I think driving is the most pleasurable thing you can do, uh, man or woman. And I know there's like a lot of technology going into the cars, you know, electric steering, which is not direct mechanical handling anymore. You know, autopilot, lane change warning and all that, rear camera. I, I, I don't have any of that in my car. I said, fuck it. I, I, I drove fine without lane change warning. I do my shoulder check. I don't just check my uh, side mirrors. I, I didn't need a fucking rear camera. I did that fine like, looking over my shoulder and then just guesstimating as I park. Why the fuck do I need all that shit? And then the fact that I don't drive manual, I don't drive stick, but the fact that I can hear the car rev and you know feel the agility and then the ad you know of that car that i have i didn't do this with crv when i had it because it wasn't really responding to the level i wanted it was just hella gas efficient and practical you know it's just awesome and then i when i was in autobahn when we're in autobahn last week i just said god i i I really want my car and just like step on my car i really miss my car and then I understand why the Germans are really passionate about cars and just driving and with their sticks and all the beautiful mechanical uh, creatures that they created, you know. And I, I really miss that when I, when I was in Germany, especially. And then I, I really hope that... And then I, I wanted to catch capture that one week that I missed, so I just drove Monday when I came back. Uh, and I just drove 40 minutes away to some outlet mall, you know. I didn't have a particular goal. I just wanted to drive. So that's a lot of fun. And then, you know, yeah, sometimes it's okay to do things alone. You know, I, I know a lot of people like, you know, humans are social animals and we got to do the th- things in a group or with friends. But you know what? Sometimes it's not just a girl thing, but the guys need the me time too. So, you know, don't be ashamed if you feel like you want to do something alone, whether it's just marathoning Luke Cage or just like driving alone, you know, do all this. Oh, speaking of Luke Cage, I remember want to talk about. Um, I, I finally caught up on Luke Cage. I, I, I said I got to watch Stranger Things and Luke Cage. I still haven't seen Making a Murder. Um, I, I finished Luke Cage in about two and a half days. Uh, God damn, what a, what a fucking show. And then uh, I watched every single uh, Marvel movies and the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the Marvel Television, which are separate entities. Although, you know, that a lot of cross references there. I saw Daredevil, the two seasons. I saw the second season, the day it came out. Jessica Jones and the Luke Cage now. And then Iron Fist is going to come out. And then the Defenders are going to come out. Uh, I'm 
I haven't seen Agents of Shield. I'll be honest, that's more of a network show. I felt like it's more of a vanilla family show. Um, but the oh, and Agent Carter, I didn't see that. I thought Luke Cage. You know, all all these shows. I'll just say that Daredevil felt like a more of a traditional superhero uh, story and a build up and a comic thing. You know, there. I mean, there are some references to more contemporary, more modern topics. You know, bit of a spoiler. Uh, when the Punisher came on uh, season two, you know, talk about he's a veteran in Afghanistan and Iraq, and then he has a PTSD, maybe all that shit, and then. But then it was still a very uh, stick to the original novel, and then the comic books, and then it's more of a tra- the way they built Daredevil is a traditional. This is a superhero. This is what he's trying to do. This is what he's trying to symbolize. And then the main villain, you know, like Wilson Fisk or Kingpin. You know, he he's more of an intellect, unlike the fucking Ben Affleck movie. But um, I I thought it was just an enjoyable uh, origin story. Uh, Jessica Jones is actually my favorite series because I was more gravitated towards the main villain of the show, The Killgrave, uh, played by David David Tennant, uh, one of the former Doctor Who's. Because I, I and then the topic they covered, you know, it's it's a strong. It, it's more about the females and then the trauma the women suffer, like the Jessica Jones did. You know, through Kilgrave's tricks, you know, Purple Man. But I also found David Tennant's character very fascinating more than Wilson Fisk. I had this argument with my friend about it. Um, like, Wilson Fisk, he's a more, more of an intellect about, you know, about the painting he was inspired by, blah, blah, blah. But I say, but you know, I, I like Kilgrave better. I like his demeanor. I enjoyed his demeanor better. But then at the same time, there was a point where, you know, if you don't know the Purple Man, Kilgrave, he just says something and then everybody just follows whatever he says. It's a virus that comes out of his mouth and then people just like just follow whatever he says. And then but then at one point of the uh series as a season Kilgrave goes, "You know what? I can't just say go fuck yourself because people will literally go fuck themselves, you know." Something like that. And then I found that very fascinating. It's like I didn't want this gift. And a lot of these Marvel characters like Jessica Jones and even Luke Cage I did not want this gift. And Luke Cage, back to that one, uh, the series I just saw, he said, I just want to be left alone. Don't call me the N-word, you know, all that stuff. But then the Luke Cage is, I cannot believe they, you know, like Jessica, so going back, Daredevil, traditional hero and villain building uh, with less focus on contemporary topics. Jessica Jones, strong woman, female trauma of sexual and uh, violence against women with a complex main villain character. Well, all the characters, all the main villains are complex. Luke Cage, on the other hand, is, I think The Verge said, it's black and it's proud to show that it's black in the community of Harlem. And, you know, it fits a lot of the narratives that we see in contemporary issues. You know, we talk about all the Kaepernick shit with the police, community relations you know, but then um, it it's funny that they compressed all these racial and cultural, you know, topics for African Americans to fit in thirteen episodes. Aside from building some of the origin stories and the villains and then other supporting characters that that we usually see in the comic book uh, storyline, so I found that very uh, intriguing. 
and endearing and capturing and then luke cage if you've seen the preview trailers you know he wears a hoodie but and then luke cage if you don't know he's a bulletproof guy so he's an impenetrable skin and so what he ends up with his uh bullet holes in his hoodie and obviously that's a reference to Trayvon Martin, you know, with the George Zimmerman and all that. And then there's uh, some parts of the story uh, in the later in the season. Spoiler alert. You know, like, not really a spoiler, but a lot of people stick up for Luke Cage and they wear the same hoodie that he wears. And police gets confused that the black man wearing a hoodie is a Luke Cage and Luke Cage is on the run. He's a suspect for some of the you know bad things that happened in Harlem. And then there's, you know. You know, stuff like that. And, you know, there's, like, other, uh, like, very prominent Harlem figures, real-life figures. And there's, like, Sway, uh, Method Man, and, uh, fuck, I forgot the guy's name, who makes the suits, you know. Um, you know, folks like them are in that. And and then the way Luke Cage is presented, how he's portrayed, you know, he's perceived by police and the, also by the black community. It's a, It's a very interesting drama and I, I i highly recommend it i and only only downside i would say about you know a lot of the marvel tv shows and this one is that um i didn't find the main villain uh really compelling it was still very unclear they're clearly plot holes as to luke cage's origin and then this prison he was in at seagate in georgia you know and also, I, I noticed that Marvel is really trying this, like, especially in the Netflix world with the Daredevil Season 2. I thought it was ultra-violent, a lot of blood, you know, but I thought it was meaningless violence. Because, like, Daredevil 1 is, like, it's it's the most action-filled uh, series I've ever seen. You know, clearly it's inspired by movies like Old Boy with a continuous sequence with the action and beat up fight scenes and all that but season two i thought it was a little too much when people cut their heads off and a lot of blood flies all over the place it was just meaningless and then i kind of felt that way about luke cage as well you know a lot of headshots you know when they have the gun scenes you know one-on-one i gotta kill you now and then a boom headshot i i hate going back to wrestling on this but like you know Super kicks and suicide dives off of the ring lost a lot of meanings in modern day wrestling the last few years. Like, you know, those are finishing moves from like Shawn Michaels or fucking, uh, I don't know, Rey Mysterio jumping off the uh, ring to get to the floor. Those are like, whoa, moments. But we get too many of those moments now that we are not really surprised or anticipate the ending or the dramatic, you know, zenith of it. And I felt the same way about some of the gun you know sequence gunfight sequences we had you know especially with the headshots you know headshot is supposed to emphasize the ultimate end or the ultimate anger but i thought i saw you know a little too much of it or maybe they didn't build up properly to a point where i just said eh headshot the guy dies why did you have to shoot him in the head it just makes a bigger mess but luke cage as a character you know i i thought he was very stand-up guy and all that stuff that you know people are aware of it's pretty good some of the plot holes are still there with the main villain and then the origin but you know what it's okay i'm sure they'll clean it up in the defenders you know you, you gotta have multiple seasons of this thing and then the iron fist is the you know, fourth defender they gotta have but um 
I don't know. I'll be honest. Out of all the characters, like Daredevil, I kind of knew Jessica Jones. I kind of knew, and then Luke Cage. Yeah, sure. And then after Jessica Jones, Luke Cage was in uh, Jessica Jones. So it was pretty good. But um, Iron Fist, I don't know shit. So uh, I don't know. He has a fist that's strong. So uh, we'll see. And then all these four people that are in New York, you know, Hell's Kitchen for uh, Daredevil, Matt Murdock, and uh, Jessica Jones, and then uh, Harlem for Luke Cage. Where the fuck is Iron Fist? Brooklyn? I don't fucking know. Staten Island? Um, you know, but they're gonna get together and be the Urban Avengers, the Defenders. Then we're gonna have that series. Uh, I th- I think it's gonna be phenomenal. Um, oh, I know people are waiting for like Marvel bubble to burst with the superheroes, but ah, uh, let's see. But uh, I really enjoyed Luke Cage for the contemporary modern topics it covered. Uh, aside from the origin story and all that, which the other uh, Netflix uh, Marvel series they try to cover, and uh, I am looking forward to the future of it. I don't know how much material or the lag leg it has left on like season two and three. Let's see. Um, you know, maybe there's some contemporary topics that's gonna come up that they try to reference, and it might not make sense ten years from now. But uh, well, you know what? The time that we're in right now, I I find it very fascinating. And I, I, I applaud uh, Disney Marvel's effort on trying to fit in all the effort into this. And uh, Claire Temple, Rosario Dawson's character, uh, Detective Misty, and all those folks. That was pretty good, too. It's a blackest show, but in the best way possible. And you know what? That's the point of Luke Cage. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, so uh, I'm looking forward to The Defenders and Iron Fist. Holy shit, uh, look at the time. I, I can't believe it. I I forgot that I was going to talk about Marvel, so that happened. But uh, yeah, that's the show. Uh, please subscribe. Thank you for subscribing for 12, 15, 20 of you out there. I know you guys are listening. And then, uh, yeah, I'll check in again uh, next week. I think the debate is uh, ooh, 19th. Oh, it may land perfectly with the offsode. You know what? We may not need an offsode. So uh, we'll go from there. All right, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye.